0: Welcome to The Karmic Path with your hosts Tina Irwin and Laura Van Tyne. Join us as we dive into the normal and the paranormal to break through the darkness and to help you realize how karma, spiritual law, and psychic ability all combine to open the doors of understanding. This is the place where we build the karmic connections between science, psychology, and spirituality. But, can we change our karmic path? Can we help someone else's karma? Stay tuned and join us for an opportunity to look at life and spirituality from a down-to-earth, no-nonsense, practical perspective. The Karmic Path Radio Show with Laura and Tina, Better Karma for Better Living, starts now.
1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Tina Irwin, and this is my co-host, Laura Van Tyn and you're listening to The Karmic Path.
0: So great to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. A little bit about us before we get started.
1: We met each other in twenty eleven because we had a mutual need. And Laura, I'm gonna let you tell them a little bit about well what happened. This store this show is about
0: ghost-busting myths, breaking down the myths about ghosts. And so, first of all, we're both psychic. Tina's a retired naval officer and a psychic. I'm a retired teacher and a psychic. And how this came to be is that one day I woke up and our youngest daughter was extremely psychic. How old was she? She was about four or five years old. And long story short, we're going to be discussing today the myths and facts about ghosts. And the reason why we're doing this is because we are all spiritual beings, we are all currently in a mortal physical body,
1: but what happens when we leave this body? And I think that there's a lot of confusion and maybe some mystery that surrounds that. And we kind of like to help that out a little bit. And while we are having this conversation, we do use the term heaven. We do use the term God because these are terms, these are elements that we use every single day because we help the dead and we send them to a place we call heaven. There's
0: many words for the same concept. The concept is the same. The semantics may be different and there's to be no offense taken. This is just what we use.
1: So, okay. Every culture Throughout history. Oh, wait a minute. We were still explaining how we met. Oh why we got together. Oh my gosh, focus. All right. So my daughter
0: has is now a ghost magnet. She's about four or five years old. I spend a few years looking for the right help because at the same time we have a ghost child living with us. My husband and I have three living daughters, and somewhere along the way, we picked up this ghost child. And her name is Annabelle. It has nothing to do with the horror movie. Although you kind of felt like you it were was a horror, though, because I lived in a house of horrors for a while. Because when you have a person in your family or a haunted house or something and it goes unchecked, it, your house just gets more and more crowded. Well, yes. So you looked for 18 months for some help. Look for 18 months for some help. You know, some people are like, oh, let her follow spirit, or oh, you know, I'm thinking, I'm not going to let her follow spirit. I don't let her follow, you know, the ice cream truck guy. I don't let her follow, you know, the strange soccer coach guy, whatever. As a rational parent, why would I let her follow something that I can't see or hear?
1: Does that make sense? And I I think that this was one of those situations where you needed to find the right person and you used your intuition. You used that mother sense of what was the right thing. Your daughter had never lied to you before. She had been this honest, innocent straightforward kid but the things she's seeing were alarming to you it wasn't just ghosts but this show is going to focus in on the ghosts
0: um what made it really real to us is she was telling me things because my dad was a ghost and my dad was currently living with us as a ghost and I knew she was correct because my dad would tell my daughter things about my childhood there's no way she could have known or my husband known So that was my basis in fact. And I knew I had to solve this problem of ghosts in our house because all kinds, it was like literally hell breaking loose in my house on a daily basis. It was not fun. It was not pleasant. It was not cool. And
1: a tip about ghosts, they don't need to sleep. You know how people say, be quiet, you'll wake the dead? Newsflash. They don't sleep. They're already (laughs) awake. And so- through a chain of events, we were able to connect. I went to a dinner party. Somebody said, "Gee, can you help a psychic child?" And this lady knew Laura's sister-in-law because you know how the synchronicity of things works is kind of amazing. And I got a phone call. Got
0: a phone call. I called her up,
1: and I've been, you know, talking to psychics, to
0: religious institutions, on and on and on. And my, you know, my hope that you could actually solve the problem was pretty minimal. <laughs> Okay, it's like, what do I got to lose? And I talk with Tina, and all of a sudden, be, the biggest concern I had was this ghost child, Annabelle, because Annabelle was now becoming violent and harming my daughter. Causing, and terrifying her. Terrifying her and the animals. And talking with Tina in a few minutes, and we did this little thing. I'm not going to discuss what it was, but all of a sudden I could see Annabelle because I was psychic as a kid. I wasn't really allowed to do anything about it or talk about it. So my abilities went dormant. All of a sudden I can now see Annabelle and I watch her cross over. And it was like, wow. And then Tina says, well, is there anybody else there? She could be psychic. <laughs> so, and I'm like, my dad is here. And my dad looked at me like inches from my face. And he says, you found the right help. You're good. Goodbye. And he took off. I hadn't even done hair and makeup that day. No, so. you didn't. <laughs> so, Anyways, that is how we met. And as we're talking about ghost myths, and facts, the first thing we want to talk about is the fact that in every culture.
1: In every culture on the planet, there's some reference to ghosts. Some people call them spirits. We don't use that term. But in every culture on the planet, there is a reference to the dead, to people who live beyond uh, what happens to someone who's died. And I think that that's... To someone who's
0: died, but also angels and demons, these things exist throughout the history of this planet, throughout cultures. It could be 500 BC, India, or 1000 AD, Italy. We all, all these places have terms and
1: concepts for these beings and entities. If they didn't exist, why is that? And so instead of telling all these people who have these experiences that they're crazy or, or evil, or they have a brain tumor. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, Let's take a scientific approach to this. And we're, we're going to really, we, and we focused on this a little bit. We have a, a, some, a lot of books out. And one of them is ghost stories from the ghost point of view. It is a ghost trilogy. There are three books and there are 63 short stories in these books about the dead and these are true stories these are stories of crossing these people over and why they didn't cross over and And what happened to them what they tell it's what's the most poignant and heart rendering it really is what do they tell us and why do they tell us these things so our goal is to help there not be ghosts in the house. We're ghost helpers. We're not ghost hunters. Our goal is to teach the living to help the dead. And we actually have a book coming out about that this year, teaching the living to help the dead. And I don't think there's anything weird or airy-fairy or scary about it. It's, you know, you know how to keep yourself healthy. You know the power of of prayer and love. This is another skill and ability that anyone can learn. But before we really go farther with that we've decided it would be a really good idea to share some myths that people have about ghosts
0: all right the first myth is ghosts are here because they have unfinished business once we leave and we mentioned that we are all spiritual beings in a human body and and you know we've talked in the past in different shows and stuff that these bodies are merely rental units we don't keep them forever once we shed this physical body, our karmic time on this planet is done for now.
1: Well, let's go, let's go a little farther because one of the things that Laura and I are working very conscientiously to do is to unite science, psychology, and spirituality. Because there's, you cannot separate science from God, to be blunt. You can't. They're one and the same. And if you look at the first law of thermodynamics energy is neither created nor destroyed. We didn't make that up. That is a law of physics. It can change forms. That is the point. So when you have a mortal body, before you were in the mortal body, the energy that is your personality, your Your charming and sparkling as you are. Well, thank you very much. Had to come from (laughs) somewhere. Where did it come from? Yes, we know we have conception but the personality of a soul has to come from somewhere. So the energy that defines each of us is now coming from a different place. And when it enters the body, then that means that the person at some point, and souls enter the body anywhere from I don't know right before birth to up to two weeks after birth i mean it's very difficult to know and exactly when a soul enters a body and
0: they come back they can come back and forth while they're getting ready to be in, in this body
1: yes i mean there's so many factors that go into that it's so beyond our pay grade that you know we can only go so far with that all right so if you we're all going to pass away at some point death is is a reality it's a norm for 100 percent of the population Sometimes it's early. Sometimes it's late. And we leave the third dimension and we move to the next dimension, which is the fourth dimension before we move on to the fifth dimension, which is the heaven world. Okay. And that fourth
0: dimension goes by several names. One is hell for the fourth dimension the lower astral and Le- the i think some re- some face call it limbo limbo yes yeah. so it has a lot of different names it's the same place and we're going to talk more about that when we come back and if you get a chance check out the karmicpath.com there's a ton of information on there about this subject and other related subjects as well and also check out the uh, ghost stories from the ghost point of view you can find them on amazon or anywhere books are sold and you are listening to the karmic path on tra- on tra- excuse me on transformation talk radio and kknw we'll be back in just a moment
1: Knowledge Book Radio with March Fantastic has a special gift for everyone out there to receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift. Send your email to MMJP99 at gmail.com. That's as in Mary as in Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book are
2: you tired of being tired hi i'm mary jane Mack. did you know the adrenal glands the workhorse of the body they are the means by which you position yourself in life for whatever comes your way tiny but mighty producing hormones the body uses to promote energy and vitality these adrenals determine how you respond to stress and when depleted the body loses its ability to function powerfully when we need it most the much-needed adrenaline or epinephrine is not available for emergency situations Cortisone and cortisol, the longer-acting anti-stress adrenal hormones, can also become depleted due to the pace of our everyday lives. We overwork and undernutrition our most powerful ally that helps us to live the lives we desire. We are able to determine the optimum function of the adrenals and put your system back in balance. Contact us today to feel powerfully energized at 888-777-4232 or visit us at maryjanemack.com.
1: People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Jen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen.
3: If you have a sense that you were meant for more, join Heather Allison every third Tuesday at noon Pacific as she explores an ancient, forgotten energy within us and helps us access our original archetypal blueprint. The Golden Path will help you remember the key to unlocking your life, love, success, and magic you were meant for. A key to unlocking your golden path. Visit heather-allison.com
0: You are listening to the Karmic Path Radio on Transformation Talk Radio Network. This is Laura Van Tyen. I'm with Tina Irwin, and we are co-hosts of the Karmic Path Radio Show. We've been talking about what makes a person become a ghost. So we have to understand these ghost myths and what makes a person become a ghost. We talked about a ghost. We are all humans, first and foremost, and we're spiritual beings in a mortal physical body. So what happens when we leave this physical body? And we started talking before break about when a soul doesn't cross over, they enter the fourth dimension or the
1: lower astral or limbo. And that's where we kind of left off. And everybody has to go. It's sort of like, I guess if you're thinking about it from a mechanical engineering view, it's like a step up transformer. You don't have a super high frequency when you're in a mortal body. So you leave the mortal body and you shed of that weight so you have to go to the next step, which is a some are dimension. shed of more weight than others. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> speaking of myself, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and then and then hopefully you see a light and you transition to the heaven world as I'm just conducting this with my hands. And you're right. So when a person doesn't cross
0: over into heaven, that's when they become a ghost. When they don't cross over into heaven
1: their soul is stuck between dimensions. And that's it it's not a right or wrong or good or bad or good or evil. It's simply a fact. It's a scientific fact that energy is in it has to go someplace. And 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 so a lot of people think well they're here because they have unfinished they business. Have unfinished business. Well the fact is is once you've left your physical body, your business is finished. You don't get to keep going. And I think one of the other one of the other elements is is people think that somehow when you die, you magically know what to do next.
0: Right, nobody teaches the living what to do when they die. And this is a problem. And we're gonna kind of talk about that towards the end of the show a little bit, but nobody teaches us what to do when we die. This is a problem. So a lot of souls get stuck between dimensions. And our show is The Karmic Path and we study karma incessantly. We wanna know how things work, why they work. One of the things that we know is that a ghost is a soul who didn't cross over, but they also start to incur negative karma. And it's not because it's a bad person or bad soul. It's because they're stuck between dimensions. And when that happens, they can impact the living.
1: That's the biggest element. And people say, well, you know, I don't mind my dead husband sleeping in bed with me, or I want to know that my little girl is next to me. That's not good for the soul. and It's not good for you. And it's, and, and we're going to be reiterating this again and again, that the yeah. more, the quicker that person crosses into the heaven world, the less stress it is on the soul who's died. And, and on the living. And absolutely on the living.
0: when a soul dies and they don't cross over our grief doesn't seem to end because we're in resonance with that death and that's kind of a problem
1: because the dead grief I, i don't think people realize that and i i think that's very well illustrated in ghost stories from the ghost point of view when someone dies they there was a um a producer who died in Hollywood and her car broke down on the side of the road and she was on her cell phone, didn't, and it was dark and foggy and she didn't realize she stepped in front of a car and she was killed. She didn't realize she won. She was dead and she was grieving. I have this to do. I'm going to miss my husband. And I mean, there was no bringing her back. Her grief was just tremendous. So when you're grieving someone you lost, you don't know if it's your grief or their grief. And that combination makes your own personal grief, so much so much harder.
0: It it really does. And it reminds me of the story. We were hired to clear a house or clear a property in a very expensive
1: city. San Diego neighborhood. San Diego,
0: yeah, neighborhood. And what was happening is that the house kept going in and out of escrow. And we didn't know why. And so we're hired to clear this property. And when we remote viewed or we looked at this property through a psychic eye we could see that there was a previous owner there who had died. Not the current owner, but the previous owner. So the man died, the house gets sold, the living man is now forced to sell this house because he's going bankrupt. Everything he's doing is failing. And here's the interesting part of the story. That ghost, the dead person, the dead owner, didn't want this other man in his house. And so he was purposely making life difficult for this man because he was invading his home. He didn't care that he was dead, this was his home. And all of a sudden, this very successful businessman, all of his business dealings started failing. The IRS started having problems with him, just crazy non- Water problems. Water problems, electrical problems. All these things were going wrong for this man. He didn't understand that the previous owner as a ghost was still there.
1: He could always feel or sense something, but he didn't know what it was. And a lot of times a person can feel or sense it and they, they try to deny it. This can't be real. It can't be real. So what happened? Well, we ended up crossing this ghost over and he
0: was just a tenacious older gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't want to leave. And he was going to make life, H-E-L-L, for anybody who wanted to buy that house. And this house had fallen out of escrow two or three times in the past month, which is not normal for this kind of a neighborhood.
1: And what that means is that this, the negative energy that the ghost is emitting, because this ghost still is putting out energy. It wasn't destroyed at death, so we're following that scientific logic trail and he is impacting this living family who has no idea that this man is this angry. How could he possibly know that unless he's actually talking to the ghost?
0: nobody talks about what to do with the ghost. How do you remove a ghost? And when I was dealing with my issues, people would say, oh, banish it or burn some sage or whatever, oh, newsflash, that stuff doesn't work.
1: Sage really doesn't work. It doesn't have enough, it doesn't have enough horsepower. It will never work. And I think that the bottom line becomes you have to cross that person over and we're going to get into the tool that we have for anyone who wants to to step up to the plate and help the dead. We do have a tool and it's free for anyone who wants to use it. All right. So we cross this guy over and then what happened? We
0: cross the guy over and the house immediately sells. And the man, the living man is relieved of all of these financial burdens. And that was a big deal for him because it was getting serious and grave for his situation. And You know, for some reason, he was in resonance with that house. We don't know why. It's not a judgment call, but it really almost destroyed his life because this man didn't want to
1: give up his house, but his mortal time here was done. And he earned really negative karma for for creating such a detrimental environment for the living owner. So the karmic clock doesn't stop because you're dead. It keeps going until you cross over into the heaven world. That's a really big deal. So if you want that karmic clock to stop, I said that without screwing that up, (laughs) you got to cross them over. Okay, so let's go on to. uh, All right, we're going to kind of introduce the next
0: myth before break, and then we're going to come back into it. Myth number two, if my loved one crosses over, they can still visit me whenever they want. And we see this because a lot of psychic mediums will come up and say, Oh, your loved one is talking to me. They're in a great place. They're in heaven. Newsflash the heaven world is a very high frequency location that a mere mortal cannot really tap directly into.
1: They really can't. Uh, We don't do that. Once we've crossed somebody over, and we tell people this, once once done is done, we're not going to be able to come back and say, oh, I can feel and sense them. You know, it's not going to happen with us. <laughs> the dead don't come back for vacations. They don't come back because karmically, they're not allowed to come back. Because again, they're influencing the living. That's not beneficial for the living or the soul who is now off stage. That's the best way to describe it. You know, when you're dead, you need to go off stage and really go back to your dressing room, so to speak, <laughs> before, you know, you're on again in another life. And so, because we don't become compost, we live again and again. All right. And I know that people say, well, you know, I really like having this person visit me, or I make a lot of money with this haunted house and you're going to take away my income.
0: Right. And, you know, we're, we talked about us being ghost helpers and not ghost hunters. And I got to thank Greg Chapman from Inner Journey and Laguna Radio Station for that concept a little while ago. He's like, you guys are ghost helpers.
1: (laughs) And that's the truth. I mean, if that's your if that's your child or your grandmother or your wife, wouldn't you want someone to help them instead of hunting them down? Right. I really like that was your concept. Yeah,
0: it's a big one. So that's a huge concept to think about. Would you want
1: somebody to hunt your dead loved one or would you want them to be helped? Okay, once they've crossed over, they can they can come back for
0: basically, We're, let's get back to that after the break because this is a much more of uh, a bigger conversation here. So, you are listening to the Karmic Path Radio Show, and I'm, T- Lord, I'm Tina. <laughs> I'm more fantastic. I'll get Tina. to be taller. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Karmic Path Radio Show on the Transformation Network Radio,
2: and we will be back after this break golden otter divinations radio where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with autumn seibel tune in the first friday every month at 9 a.m pacific as autumn educator health coach and medium explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right for more information about working with autumn visit goldenotter.us. that's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us
1: welcome back to the karmic path on transformation talk radio i'm tina Irwin. i'm here with my co-host laura van and we're talking about what happens after someone dies and can they come back and just visit you
0: yeah we're looking at myth number two now there's a lot of myths about ghosts but myth number two if somebody dies can they come back if they've already crossed over
1: and the answer to that is they get to i'll give you several examples of my mother-in-law who was a very feisty person and 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 we crossed her over immediately because she was so feisty she she had already <laughs> promised to haunt us i i am not kidding you She's a very devout baptist lady and she said that when she died she was going to haunt us and we felt that wouldn't be good for her or us and so as soon as i i was called within an hour of her passing uh, i crossed her over immediately i had these great gorgeous angels escort her it was very glorious for her i didn't i wanted her to have a beautiful transition and she was allowed to come back for her um, her funeral Uh, she was actually buried in Arlington National Cemetery with her World War II veteran husband and it was a really beautiful ceremony but I could see her standing over there with this seven-foot angel and she was there briefly and then she was gone and so they can visit at their memorial and But they always have an escort and they may address you in the sleep state, but they're not allowed to influence the living because now you're on the stage as a living person.
0: Your karmic time for that
1: relationship is over, but just for that moment, it's not forever. And the love that you have for that person is is always going to continue. Or suppose you have a great deal of dislike for that person. You, need, you really do need a break from that that well, you know, an emotion.
0: Here's a good example. I had a client a number of years ago whose brother, he was about eight or nine years older than my client, and he was horrifically abusive to my client. And he ended up committing suicide and her and my this client knew he was dead, knew he committed suicide and felt that he deserved not to cross over. And what ended up happening was she ended up getting shoulder pain and neck pain. Like you would, if you were being hung, she's becoming in resonance with her deceased brother who committed suicide by hanging by hanging. And this isn't good for either of them. So she felt that she was punishing him, for the horrible things he did to her by not crossing him over when in fact by crossing him over the heaven world now has access to that soul and they can take over that soul that abusive soul versus letting him harm the living and continuing on in limbo and can in creating karma
1: in the process yes absolutely As he's continuing to harm her or harass her or haunt her He is earning negative karma for that. And her emotions didn't stop at his death. She wants to harm him just. And so you end up with this horrible karmic do loop. At some point, the blessing that is crossing into the heaven world is that the do loop comes to a stop and you have a chance to live life without that perhaps toxic person in your life.
0: Right. And if, if it's a loving person, somebody who you're going to miss that dies Just remember, love never dies. By crossing them over, it's the greatest form of spiritual service that we can provide to a
1: loved one, or maybe not so loved. (laughs) It is truly the compassion you will want for yourself. People may not look at it that way, but I would invite everyone to imagine that since no one tells you what to do when you die, I mean, really, no one actually, I think only there's only one faith that I know of that actually explains at the point of death, this is what happens when you exit your body, and this is what you're supposed to do next. But the vast majority focus on the living. And our job is we can help the living in a greater way if we can also help the dead. We are helping all souls. That's really our, our focus. And
0: regardless of faith, regardless of religion, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter.
1: There's no religion in the afterlife. I hate to break that to everyone, but there really is no yeah. religion in the afterlife.
0: All right, so a third myth that... We, we come across a lot because of our clients and questions that people ask us is, I'm intentionally keeping my deceased loved one with me because it's good for them and good for me and I'm not ready to give them up. And I know you have a great story of an example of this and ghost stories and the ghost point of view called the exit strategy.
1: I had a, um, an orthopedic surgeon who used to be in my neighborhood he was a really highly regarded physician I mean, adored by his family, his, God, his children just adored him and his patients and his staff and his colleagues. I mean, this was a, this was a guy who was a really towering personality in his field and he was on a motorcycle and he, um, uh, what was in his sixties, he was still riding a motorcycle and it was late at night and he was going home. I wasn't late. It was like eight or nine o'clock and he avoided, he kind of swerved to avoid hitting a skunk because he didn't want to hit the skunk and have to deal with the smell. I mean, that's just very logical, but he laid his bike down and the angle was not correct. And his body slammed against a, a whole conglomeration of water pipes. And he immediately popped out of his body and realized this was, Catastrophic. He wasn't going to recover from this. He could watch the, the police informing his wife and informing each child because when you are out of your body, you're not encumbered by the, the physicality. You travel with the speed of thought. All right.
0: Oh, there's no time, no space, and no gravity once we leave this
1: physical body. So there's nothing to encumber you. You can, that's why someone said when my mother died, she was in North Carolina in a hospice center there. I knew she left her body pretty much for good and I could feel her standing in my California kitchen. I knew she was right there. I knew she had come to say goodbye. And then she was she visited each each sibling and grandchild and grandchild. And she traveled with the speed of thought. There's a freedom when you're out of a mortal body that you probably wouldn't have thought about before. And it's a really a, an astonishing system when you think about the elegance of how this is planned by the divine. I'm I'm always in awe and respect for that. So this this gentleman asked me, he said, I I'm I can feel my family is just grieving, and they're basically holding on to me by it's like I can see these black cords tying themselves around me. And it's their longing. It's their attachment. And that's one of the words thats it's called. We have an attachment to those we've loved. And he described this as black cords around him. And we think that when we love a person who's died, that our love helps them. will set them free. We'll set them free. But in some cases, you're holding on to them and not opening your heart to their time is up here. Well, It's and time it's, to let them go. And it's hard when it's a sudden right. death.
0: When you're suddenly ejected out of your body, and you're expecting this person home for dinner that night. It's a really tough concept to wrap your head around that life after that moment will never be the same. And so one of the, you know, the myth is that keeping them is good for me and it's good for them. But when a soul dies, when a person dies, they need to go home. Some people call it heaven. Some people call it, you know, universal life force. Universal life force. Whatever it is, it is home. It's where we <laughs> originate from. We come to this planet for the mortal experiences our soul needs for our soul path. And we have Soul a, Evolution. Soul Evolution, Past Lives and Karmic Ties is actually a name of one of the books that we've co-authored. Soul Evolution, Past Lives and Karmic Ties. And we talk about this a lot. The ability to go home gives us the opportunity for soul healing and soul restoration. A ghost does not have that ability because they are not in the heaven world.
1: I think there's another element here that's very, very important. And that has to do with when this gentleman was crossed over, he said, you know, I'm tired. I'm ready to go. And I, I, I knew you could help me. And it's like, okay. And he left and, and he, he died a quick death. But when you have a person who dies a quick death by suicide, they take their own life. Violence committed against oneself is one of the lowest frequency methods of death that, that in another violent death like murder. And the person who takes their own life discovers that it's not any different on the other side. It's just as miserable for them. And they feel really guilty that they caused their family so much pain. And maybe they've had life after life where this happened. And I I, I, I know we only have a couple minutes left before the next break, but maybe we skip the next break because I think these concepts are so incredibly important. When someone takes their own life and they feel incredibly sorry and guilty. I can't tell you how many people we who have, have taken their own o- life that we have crossed over. We've
0: crossed over so many souls that have committed suicide because if somebody commits suicide, they will not cross over for a variety of reasons, for, and th-
1: especially teenagers. And I think
0: it's worth going over why this is and how they can be helped. Okay. Okay. Hey, have about <laughs> <at> it. <laughs> thank you. When a, You're on. All right. Thank you. When a soul commits suicide, we don't know what is harassing them. We don't know what is going on in their head. And a lot of times, I, I remember I had a neighbor who committed suicide. I didn't know he committed suicide, and all of a sudden, one day I have this man living in my closet in my bedroom as it had to have been really freaky. as a ghost. Uh, yeah, it's after par for a while, the it's like happen. whatever. And. I couldn't figure out who he was at first and i kind of let him stay there because i wasn't sure and i was i was super busy and i needed to give him the time and attention he deserved and i finally figured out who he was and i started talking to him and this is probably one of the first suicide victims i'd crossed over and what he was telling me was that for his whole life he is a construction worker he's a hands-on guy he's a a guy's guy you know just really down to earth salt of the earth kind of guy but he was also really really psychic and for his whole life he could see these dark beings these evil beings around and it would scare him what ended up happening is he started drinking and he ended up becoming an alcoholic And the more he drank, the more these things came at him, but he was kind of out of his mind at the same time. And one day he couldn't take it anymore. And he was down in his shop and he was drunk. He was drinking again because these beings are harassing him and he's seeing them, but they're also, you know, poking at him and all of these things that this is not that unusual because he's not the only one this has happened to. I think this happens a lot. Was somebody happened to, happened to somebody in my neighborhood who ended up in my bedroom right so if you die please don't come in our bedrooms no <laughs> it's serious but you know sometimes you have to have a little bit of brevity with uh dealing with the dead all the time so levity. i levity levity not brevity levity <laughs> thank
1: you that's, that's why i keep you around yeah by the way. i know I'm, I'm just such a helpful sidekick here
0: <laughs> all right so I am talking to him, he's explaining these things to me and he ended up getting a gun so he could start shooting these things and one of these dark beings that, you know, most people can't see gets him to point the gun at himself and he kills himself and now he's mortified because he thought that he could escape them in in death, but in death it was worse. And he committed I hear that
1: over and over. In death, it's worse. In
0: death, it's worse. These things are grabbing onto him. And the reason why he ended up in my house is because for some reason, my house looked like this light beacon and he went in. And only when he was in my house, did he feel relief for the first time that he could really truly remember.
1: Whether he was living or dead. Right. There was no relief from these horrible dark creatures. A, a good example is the movie Ghost at the very end. Well, at every time one of the bad guys died because they had a very low frequency because they were doing very bad things, these little three foot high beings came and we they have a name, they're called lower realm intelligences. And they have been depicted, Dante depicted them. They've been depicted throughout time. People think they're just really, the writers are creative. They're not that creative. These things exist. I've seen them. Laura's seen them. We've removed thousands of them. And And if you're committing suicide, that's probably what you're seeing.
0: And this is why we don't judge. Whenever somebody commits suicide, they need help crossing over as soon as possible. We are literally saving their soul. And a lot of times religions will say, oh, they deserve that. They, you know, because they killed themselves, they desecrated this body God gave them or whatever that is. The truth is, is they still need God's help and they need our help in crossing over and you can help them. If you go to the karmic path website, there are crossing over prayers there that you can have access to.
1: They're absolutely free. And it's a very important point to make that we do not judge a soul. We don't care who they are. We don't care what crime they committed. We don't care what age or method of death. That is not ours to judge. It keeps us in a very neutral place. We see horrific things. I kid you not. Yeah, War and, and horrible, horrible things that have happened. What one human being will do to another. But it's actually less of a of a burden if we don't have to ever be in judgment of them. Our job is to... Help the soul transition to the heaven world. And then, you know, the phrase in our father's house, there are many mansions. Well, there are many places based on that soul's frequency they're going to go.
0: A serial killer is not necessarily going to be crossed over with Mother Teresa.
1: No. And, and the reason you want them in the heaven world is there's, there's guidance They get to understand the karma that they've created with the life they've lived. If you stay in the fourth dimension, you're not ever going to learn the lessons you needed to have learned from the life you just lived. Who are you going to ask?
0: And even more importantly, what we have learned from talking to so many dead is that a ghost, a soul who's not crossed over into heaven, can also reincarnate from that fourth dimension think about that a ghost can reincarnate back here from the fourth dimension serial killers are not heaven sent
1: no they come from the fourth dimension and every time they reincarnate and they never get any help it's as if you shear off a piece of that person's soul again and again and again and they're coming back faster and faster it used to be that the cycle of return was a I don't know, anywhere from 152 years to a thousand years. That's not true anymore. And And you really saw that after World War II, people came back in as little as five years. And they actually had memory of the life just lived. This is especially true of pilots, I know of submariners who could recount the names of their crew.
0: I have a friend who died in World War I and he knew the plane, he was obsessed with this particular plane, this bomber plane and he found his photo near one of these bomber planes from a past life. My one of my daughters remembered a past life that she had in Tibet and she was like 6 years old at the time. It's it's not like we're talking about Tibet and what's going on and she's recant, recanting some historical facts about Tibet. So, do we know reincarnation is real?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, lots and lots of people have recall for those for those other lives. And the more you can receive guidance, but let's also talk about a body that's, suppose someone's in a body that has deformities, a body that has mental challenges, a body that was horribly injured in a wreck or had traumatic brain injury. You stay in the fourth dimension, you're not going to receive healing. You can get that person into the fifth dimension
0: into the heaven world. Into
1: the heaven world, then that soul was going to receive healing on some mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. About women who are sexually assaulted, men who are sexually assaulted. It doesn't just happen to women. Every soul needs not just rest, but restoration. Part of the word rest is if you continue it to be restored, to be made whole. Have your soul feel the joy of life again. How many people do we all know who died a life where they felt either they failed, they were horribly depressed, their marriage failed, or their kids are angry at them? This mortal life stuff is not easy. And it's it's really not difficult. for the faint of heart. It's very difficult. And the more we are able to step aside from judgment and open our hearts to compassion for not just the living, but the living and the dead. Because when you help the dead, you automatically help the living. For instance, here's a, a, a classic example. Why do certain locations have so many people go there to take their own life?
0: For, there's, I know there's a few waterfalls in Oregon, um, I think Multoma Falls, that they have a suicide problem there. People go there to jump well when a suicide victim doesn't cross over that bridge is now in resonance with the frequency of suicide
1: think about let's say that again you have when someone picks a location to take their own life that location can now become in resonance with suicide whether and it can be a person where a lot of family members have committed suicide and that's why people say oh my gosh suicide must be contagious well it's that those people don't cross over and now you're in resonance with with suicide and it's so important to cross those who have died by suicide
0: over because it's it, it it is probably one of the most profound spiritual services that we could provide that concept about you know that bridge in Oregon or wherever you're at it also applies to those places that have chronic traffic accidents yep we all know these places these are the dead man's curve or you know these locations where there's an accident after accident
1: and there's deaths there why is that because the souls many of them don't realize they died they think that they just got out of the car and they keep waiting for someone to help them and so now they've created a resonance issue at a location. I know this is a, maybe this is an unusual concept, but we all know that it's, it's like how many places burn down over and over and over again. Cause they have a, they're in resonance right. with fire. And
0: if you have an area like a dead man's curve area and you have a bunch of ghostly souls that are sort of hanging out there, there are living people who will get a sense or something and their attention is diverted. And all of a sudden now they're in an accident. So by crossing those souls over, it's potentially stopping that accident scene from happening over and over again.
1: We have a uh, – actually, there's another radio host in um, Belgium who has taken the crossing over prayer to – Well, let's talk about the crossing over prayer first. All right, because – yeah, that's, that's, that's the next one. Go ahead.
0: All right, so – when the ghost stories from the ghost point of view, first book came out, everybody was asking for help in crossing over their dead. And we're thinking there's no way we can keep up with this volume. And you can you can hear the, the detailed story um, on YouTube. But So the crossing over prayer was, re- Tina wrote it with some help, <laughs> divine help. I had some divine help with that. And it got tested all over the place and people start writing into us oh my gosh it helped me with this or it helped me with that and you know so we're getting global feedback on this prayer
1: and go ahead and this friend of ours in belgium takes that prayer and reads it over and over again to world war ii battle sites and crosses over thousands and thousands of battle dead he just stands in the in the cemeteries that you know dot europe and and says this prayer either in his head or out loud, or he plays it on his phone, and he crosses over an un- num- an untold number of souls. And he says he can just feel this subtle shift. You don't have to be psychic to feel that. We wanted to make this prayer available to anyone who wanted to find it. we It's on YouTube. Uh, we, we also have a, a- Just
0: redid it. We so just it's... redid
1: the crossing over prayer. We also have a crossing over prayer for suicide and a pros- crossing over prayer for a murdered loved one and a crossing over prayer for uh, a pet, an animal who's died. Because I mean, for a lot of people, their their animal, their pet is a family member. And if that's, that's who's been with you by your side, they deserve your loving loyalty and help as well. And and so as we're, we're we've got about a minute left. So we want to wrap this up. Souls live forever. That's what life everlasting means. And when they live forever, the energy of their life when it comes to mortal life ends, they have to go somewhere. They become a ghost, an apparition, something in in the fourth dimension. Sometimes the light comes and they see it, but they don't really know what to do. If you're talking to someone who is going to die and they know it, tell them what's going to happen. You're going to leave your body and you're going to go into the fourth dimension. The light's going to come and I am going to provide you with an angel and you're going to cross into the heaven world. That's the most compassionate thing we can do. And this was a really fast hour.
0: Super fast. And we do want to thank Transformation Talk Radio. We want to thank Producer Kat and Producer Benny for helping us out today. They've been amazing. And check out thekarmicpath.com. There you can find Crossing Over Prayer. And also, um, there's some courses. We have a course on intuition that's free. You can check that out. And you can also follow us on The Karmic Path on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And with that, we are very grateful that you tuned in and checked us out. We enjoyed having you very much. Thank you for spending time with us on The Karmic Path Radio Show. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time as we explore the fascinating elements of karma and how to make those critical connections between spirituality, science, and psychology. Both of us are seasoned psychics living ordinary lives in public education and the military. Tina and I both have a deep-rooted dedication to learning how the unseen world works and to share this knowledge. Learn how to create a heightened sense of understanding and karmic awareness for greater personal balance with the karmic path. For more information, visit thekarmicpath.com.